Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd. Thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. Understanding how the Bible is categorized is very helpful to the student of scripture that wants to learn more about Jesus, or just the person who wants to know more about the Bible in general. The Bible is actually a small library of books, 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament, making up 66 books that basically tell the story of God's plan of redemption for humanity. And as a new believer, as the pastor would say, open your Bibles to this book in this section, I was very frustrated because I had no idea where it was, and I saw these other people just flipping a few pages and they're there, and you know, I didn't know any of these books. I didn't. I had no idea. I was just reading the titles and saying, no, I can't even pronounce these names, let alone understand what they're talking about. So I found in time that the scriptures are actually categorized, both Old and New Testament, and understanding those categories, because there's only a few, it's very helpful when you're studying the scriptures. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about the Bible, how it's set up, and hopefully making it easier for the listener to dig in. So the first division in the scriptures is the division between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Old Testament covers from creation up to about 400 years prior to the New Testament. So starting with the first five books of the Old Testament, that's the first category. And that's what's referred to as the law or the Torah. And there's another name, the Pentateuch. And that talks about the stories of creation, the flood, and then introduces us to Abraham, his son, Isaac, and Isaac's son, Jacob, and Jacob, who would have 12 sons, and Jacob's name would be changed to Israel. And so you have the 12 sons of Israel, and their descendants would ultimately become the nation of Israel. And the rest of the Old Testament focuses on the people of Israel, the Israelites, or the Jews. So the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, that makes up the law. The law was very important in the Old Testament, and it's very important for us to understand the law, or at least understand some things about it, because the more we understand about the Old Testament, the more we can understand the New Testament. The second category is the history of the Israelites from the time that they entered into the land of Canaan. That was the land that God promised to Abraham, the Israelites, the descendants of Abraham, and that was the intended homeland for the Israelites. In the law, you have the story of the Exodus. The Israelites were in Egypt at the end of the book of Genesis, and the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy all tell the story about the leaving of Egypt and the trip toward the promised land, the land God promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Once they approached the land, then you have the book of Joshua, who took them actually into the land. And that begins the second category, the history. The book of Joshua, the book of Judges, which judges were leaders in Israel. They were a series of people that led the nation Israel. And then you have the book of Ruth, and then First and Second Samuel. And in, in these Old Testament books, you have the first book and the second book. Typically, we read that they were one book, but they were so long, they were just divided into two, making it easier to read. So in the book of Samuel, it was divided into 
two books. And the book of Samuel introduces us to Samuel, who will be what we call a prophet, a man who God uses to communicate his truths, his plans, his correction to the people. Samuel would be one of many prophets to come in the history of Israel. And David is introduced in the book of First and Second Samuel. Then you have the books of the kings that followed King David. And then you have the books, First and Second Chronicles. And it's a recount of the reign of King David and the kings of the southern portion of Israel called Judah. Then you have the book of Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. And those finish up what we would call the historical category in the Old Testament. Thirdly, we have the book of Job, probably the oldest book in the Bible, the book of Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. And these are often referred to as the books of poetry or the books of wisdom. With the exception of Job, they're not chronological. They're not telling a story. They're more of these nuggets of wisdom. And Job does tell a story, a story of persevering through tremendous trials. But those five books make up the category of poetry and wisdom. And then we come to the fourth category, and that's the major prophets. The fourth and the fifth category are both prophets divided into two. The fourth category is the major prophets, and the fifth category is what's called the minor prophets. The major prophets aren't any more important. It's just that their books are a lot longer. So there's a lot more quantity in their books, and that is what is used to label them major. So you have Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, which is Jeremiah's sequel, basically, Ezekiel, and the prophet Daniel. And then you have the final category, the minor prophets. And these are shorter books, for the most part, categorized in this final fifth category. You have Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. So we oftentimes don't even recognize many of those names. But there are hidden in these small books, these little gems of truth, prophecy, wisdom, and that wraps up pretty much the Old Testament. So understanding that you can't pick up the Old Testament and read it in story form, chronological from beginning to end, I think is very helpful. You have to understand that it's not written that way. And when we understand in the historical category, all of the prophets are pretty much contained in that period of time. So you read the historical books, and you will see these prophets sprinkled throughout the historical category. So, for example, you're reading 1 and 2 Kings, and you're going to see prophets. You're going to see Isaiah. You're going to see Jeremiah. And the context in which they wrote is outlined in the historical category. So it's helpful that way. And then we come to the New Testament. And the New Testament also is categorized. You have four books that begin the first category. They're called the Gospels, and they are the recounting the ministry of Jesus in his adult life. There's not a lot that talks about Jesus when he was a kid. There's a few references to that, but for the most part, it's about Jesus when he began his earthly ministry publicly. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the synoptic gospels because they tell a lot of the same stories about Jesus when he ministered up there in the the area of Galilee. And the book of John tells a lot of the stories of Jesus when he ministered in Jerusalem. And John is different in many respects than the other three. Study the four, and each one has a theme. Each one kind of has a personality. It's interesting to see that. But that's the first category of the New Testament is the Gospels. And then like the Old Testament, the historical section, that's only contained in one book in the New Testament, and that's the book of Acts. It covers basically from the ascension of Jesus to the imprisonment of the Apostle Paul in Rome 
in the mid-60s, so basically a little over 30 years. Paul wrote several letters, or what we call epistles, and they are categorized in the third category. So you have the Gospels, the first category, you have the history, the book of Acts, the second category. Then you have the letters of Paul, and it begins with the book of Romans, and it's categorized by length. So Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, and then 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. You have all of these letters that Paul wrote to churches and to people. And unlike the Old Testament, when you see 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, that means it's the first letter that he wrote to the church in the city of Corinth. And 2 Corinthians, the second letter that he wrote into the city of Corinth. And then you have what we call the general epistles, the final category. And that includes letters, epistles, which are letters written by various people to various audiences. It begins with the book of Hebrews. We don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews. Some say Paul, some say no, Paul didn't write it, but it doesn't matter. Then you have the book of James, or the epistle of James. First Peter, Second Peter, First John, Second John, Third John, and then Jude. And then finally you have the book of Revelation written by John, which is what they call an apocalyptic book, a book that talks about the end times, very similar to the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. And if you want to study the book of Revelation and begin to understand it, you need to understand the book of Daniel because they both kind of go hand in hand. Putting all those together, you have a Bible that is categorized both Old and New Testament and individual categories contained within both of them. And understanding that and beginning to look at the scriptures with that kind of perspective will help us in our study of the scriptures and help us to kind of grasp a lot of these things because we need all the help we can get. Don't forget the main source of help is the Holy Spirit. So when you pray, pray, Lord, help me understand your word and you will be blessed. Thank you.